The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are really glad to have you with us this week because it's a special week, isn't it, Robbie? For me, it is Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. And for the, and for the rest of the world, <laughs> it's the six faces of Eve for Robbie. <laughs> for the rest of the world, that means Christmas is six days away. <laughs> but Robbie's all about Eve. That's there you go. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> well oh, said, welcome, Sam. welcome to the uh, pre-Christmas edition of the Masculine Journey. I guess everything up till this was pre-Christmas, but the closest yeah, that's to pre-Christmas. Right. And so the, the topic today is one you might not expect, really. I didn't expect it. Yeah, yeah it's probably hard for you, this topic, Robbie. It is. It is very difficult for me. Yeah. Al, why would this topic be a little hard for Robbie? Because he's so happy. He's always joyful. You know, he's a joyful noisemaker, that's is. for sure. <laughs> but, you know, Christmas time, you know, we tend to see on TV and the Hallmark Channel and all those things that everything seems to work out and everything's perfect and it's it's just a celebration for everybody, but that's not everybody's experience this time of year because there's a lot of times life has come their way. And so I'm going to go to a clip pretty quickly, and it's, it's from a song. It's from an Eagle song, and I want you to listen to the words of the beginning of it, not as much the chorus, but just the, the lyrics, and we're going to come back and talk about that a little bit. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas To have the blues My baby's gone I have no friends You wish me greeting Once again Please come home for Christmas If not for Christmas By New Year's night So as you listen to that, you obviously have somebody here. I know you know this song pretty well, but this this guy's hurting a little bit, isn't he? Oh, man. You know, Christmas is one of those times where we all get together and we share and when you don't have anybody to share with you, you know, you feel broken, you feel empty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think he's going through. Well, and for this person in the song, anyway, someone is actually coming back, but there's a lot of people out there that that's not really an option. You know, that particular song could be for somebody whose spouse is away or father or mother's away at, at war, right. You know, or over keeping peace as it should be said, I guess. And, um, or maybe they're they're uh, somewhere incarcerated, right? There's things that happen that that they're not going to be able to be around people right now, or maybe they just job transfer all those things. But then there's also the people that you know moved on from this life this year, and people are going through their first year without that person. 
I know we've all lost close people in our lives at one point or another, but isn't there times during that time that you think about them and part of your heart's there with them? Robbie, has that been a case for you? Well, again, as I, as I mentioned, I struggle. It, I mean, I, I, it's kind of hard because the Lord has seen fit. My, both my parents are still alive, even though <laughs> you know, I'm no spring chicken. And you know, my, all my brothers and sisters, and, and I haven't had that type of loss. But I, and so it's hard for me to say, well, yeah, I know how you feel, because I, I, I really don't. Um, but I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I work with a lot of widows and, and things along those lines. And, and my best friend, you know, Vic Hill, went to be with the Lord last year and actually over Thanksgiving got a chance to be with his widow and see, you know, what she's going through. And, you know, my wife lost her father when she was seven. And, I, you know, Christmas brings that all too real, you know, home for her. Mm-hmm. And so it's obvious that a lot of folks, you know, it's that's a hard place. It is. You know, I my dad died in uh, 1985, um, actually late 84. And uh, but his birthday was just this last week, you know, and he would have been 101. So he wouldn't have been here you know, <laughs> either way, more than likely. But I still miss him. You know, it's been a lot of years and lost my father-in-law this past year and just going through Thanksgiving with my mother-in-law and my, my wife and my sister-in-laws and, and my kids. And it was just very, very tough. You know, you are thankful for things, but there's a part of your heart that's not there. But fortunately, we had each other to kind of lean on. But that's not everybody's story, is it, Al? Well, no. You know, I remember the first two Christmases I left home as an adult. The first one... I moved out to Oklahoma to work construction with some friends and they had money saved and I didn't. So they got to go home for Christmas and I stayed there. And I, back then you couldn't get the grocery stores were actually closed on Thanksgiving day and Christmas day. And so for uh, Thanksgiving, all we had in the house was Crisco and potatoes. So for two days I had French fries and that was all I had for Thanksgiving. The next year I'd gotten married and three days after we got married, I was in the Navy. I was inducted into the Navy. So I spent, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's in boot camp. So it's not just that I was away from the ones I loved. I was in a really hostile environment where their whole point is to break you down before they build you up. So it was an all-time low. I mean, I I just remember being standing out there in parade rest on the grinder in boot camp, and they went, they were filing in to go eat, and I just didn't have an appetite. I was so lonely, so sad. And so miserable because the previous year I was alone. The, the next year it was even lonelier. It was, and so I remember thinking, is this really what being an adult is all about? Yeah, it is. It is very difficult. And, and if you're younger than that, even if you're a teenager, which our next clip kind of illustrates, it, it's hard to understand where's God in the midst of this. And so Al, this is a clip you picked. If you go ahead and set it up. Well, as we were talking about the blues, I thought, you know, the biggest part of this is the emptiness and where are you with your family, but where are you with God? And in this clip, um, the coach, this is from when the game stands tall, but the coach is going to see a player whose mother's on her deathbed and their ensuing conversation is about what's going to happen after she dies. See you, mom. How is she? The nurse say, uh, it's just a matter of time. 
And that's it. It's the last of my Mohicans. You have Jamal? Maybe I don't know it yet, but he's going down to San Jose to stay with my cousin. I should be good to him, but ain't got no room for me. I nobody left. Well, family isn't just blood relatives. It's anyone who loves you unconditionally. It's Coach Ladd. I promise to live the rest of my days by the lessons you taught me. Give, and it should be given to you. For whatever measure you use, it should be measured back to you in equal. Why is this happening to me, coach? What did I do? I'm trying. I'm making my perfect effort. It don't matter. It ain't enough. What if Tayshawn's right? Maybe God don't see me or he don't care because I ain't worth his time. Make no sense, coach. I'm alone. There's nobody left. No, you're not. You've got Jamal. Me and 60 brothers. So, Al, you'd pick that clip, and I'd like for you to go ahead and start to speak to that a little bit about what, what's been happening here and, and really how that can help somebody that may be going through some of this. So often, for instance, my example when I was in the, in the boot camp um, or with this young man who's facing that complete loneliness, I didn't have that belief in God. And my despair hit all-time lows when I was in boot camp. And it wasn't until my identity became in Christ that I was restored to God that my joy really started to come back. And as we go through this holiday season, this Christmas holiday season, so often people are alone. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that God wants us to do is to love one another is, is we want to be loved. And so it's important in this time of year not to think about where, where the people you love are or where you're not. Think about how you can take care of the people around you because the greatest gift you give yourself is to do something for someone else. And it's in that act of selflessness that I think we find that reward and that love because that's when you're truly appreciated. And that's a a feeling and emotion that we all desperately strive for to be appreciated. I understand. And I agree with you. Um, But it's hard. You know, it's really hard. I, I can't imagine if you're not a Christian, how you deal with some of the stuff that comes at you. This last year, some of you would know the story if, if you've heard us talk about it, but my father-in-law was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer on June 1st, and he died July 15th. It was at the early stages. It was an aggressive cancer, but he died you know, six weeks later. And, and I know, you know God. I know there's a, God's in the midst of it. It's a bigger plan, but there's something that you feel cheated. You know, they just moved down here to, to be here, you know, and to spend time with their grandkids and, and with us. And you do get a little angry, you know, a little bit at that situation. It's hard not to go where this player did in this clip is say, God, where were you when I needed you? 
why weren't you here for me? When we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about where is God in the midst of that? And how do you find a family if you don't have one around? Or how do you find those people that love you if you're not on a football team? You're not alone. So when we come back, we're going to help you not be alone. Thanks for listening to Masculine Journey. We'll see you in just a few moments. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Mask and Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Well, welcome back. And now that was pretty good singing. I'm really surprised. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sammy. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll be here all week. I got a jelly sandwich for you in the back room. <laughs> If you want, yeah, no, I got peanut butter banana too. Yeah, De- Dennis would be mad if he was here because he'd be wanting to sing that. So as we left, we were just talking about, you know, you were, you were saying a little bit about what you need to do. Can you reiterate that a little bit as far as just a briefer version of what you need to do if you find yourself in that place? And this has helped me in times of loneliness, but if you can find a place or opportunities to do something for someone else, you feel appreciated. And that is something we all strive for. The difficult part is finding those opportunities. Yeah, or honestly wanting to enter into them. Well, that's true. When you're lonely, you want to stay alone. And if you feel like you've been cheated or you don't have any place to turn, you know, if you're not, no no one's doing anything for you, why should I do something for somebody else? And, And I'm not saying we should feel that way. I mean, the Bible's full of not feeling that way, but... We struggle at times with it. And, and Robbie, I'd like to kind of go to the clip that you have because it's going to help us, I think, understand how to move from that place more towards the place you're talking about, Al. Yeah, I I can't help but think of a verse that God really brought into my life this year and really got it in my heart where I I really, really enjoyed it all year long as I've thought about it. It's Mark 10 and around the 30th verse where he talks about he who leaves his father, mother, sisters, or brothers, and for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, will not fail to receive a hundred times as many fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, lands, oh, and by the way, persecutions, in this prison age and in the age to come, everlasting life. And the, the promise there is in this present age. But you have to leave <laughs> your life, so to speak, to do it in him, in the, in your identity. And so the perfect example of this for me, I, I watched played out as I, I, I was interviewing a lady 
who was in the um, musical Believe recently on Kingdom Pursuits, and she had lost her husband in the spring. And she um, had gotten recruited to be in this, and she had sang in choirs year before. She didn't really want to do it. But as she found herself enjoying the cast, and the cast had a lot of children in it and some you know, wonderful people, godly people, the next thing she knows, she found a new community. A- and she was now having children she didn't have before she had brothers and sisters she didn't and she was starting to see the reality of of mark 10 30 that there's a hundred times as many waiting for you as you begin to go out that but at some point at some level um the question is does each person really matter to god are you really his favorite and so i found this clip (laughs) it's about santa claus actually and, the, and, and how panicked the world would be if Santa Claus didn't care about each and every child. And so the, the picture is, does God feel this way? Sir, we know you shouldn't believe rumors, but we do. Is it true you missed a child? Me? No, no, no. Well, uh, in a way, yes. <gasps> it was just one. In fact, not even that. North point, lots more naught than a number and some sort of percent at the end. Not really an error, just a... a one. One child doesn't matter? Which one? Well, I... I did nine ones in Greece. Did those ones matter? What about my ones in Germany? One of them was twins. They don't matter. Half each. Um, why don't you ask Steve? He can explain. Fiendishly clever. But aren't you in charge, sir? Of course. I, I'm Santa. Sir? If the one that got missed doesn't matter, why have Arthur and Grand Santa gone to take it? What? Malcolm! Oh. What's this about Arthur? This one, this one, this one, all of them! I mean, who cares about one single tiny child? <gasps> wow. Yeah, it, it grips you, doesn't it? Yikes. Because we all know down in our hearts it's not true mm-hmm. that Jesus left the 99 to go after the one. Right. And, and, and it's the one that's his favorite. And we know it's not that way. But Satan's down there blasting in your ear you're the one he missed you're the one who did got the raw deal but it's fascinating to me that they can't even accept that santa would leave out one but you're talking about the god of it of the universe would he Mm -hmm. not care about the one you got to be kidding me you know and there's there's a strategy in that because if the enemy can get in your kitchen and cook up a mess and make you believe that you don't matter then he stopped you from giving and if he can stop you from giving you're not going to receive the glory. You're not going to be able to come into your glory because you're hiding. And we only come into our glory when somebody brings it out in us, especially ourselves, when we do something for someone else. And it moves from there into this bitterness. You get this bitter right. root that pretty soon you're just this bitter person that no one wants to be around because you're going to, whatever you feed's going to grow. Right. So if you feed love, love's going to grow. And if you feed the bitterness or that, that lie, it's going to grow and one of them's going to start to consume you. And so yeah. the choice we have to make is what are we going to feed? 
I heard it out of one of my own <laughs> young ones <laughs> recently. She said, things never work out for me. And I was like, ooh, don't you say that. That's, that's an agreement from the pit right there. Mm-hmm. Things never work out. But, but how many times do we have that feeling? But it's just not true. It, it's it's uh, things do work out we know who wins <laughs> we know how the outcome comes out and, and and so i feel that that there's there's such a precious promise there a hundred times as many mothers fathers sisters brothers and um i lost my brother vic you know he was a dear dear friend and an absolutely amazing um brother for many many years but you know what's happened to him his sons. I, I was I knew his sons and we'd been friends all these years, but I didn't have the relationship with his sons that I now have. And somehow or another they ended up with a father because it isn't unusual for his sons to call me and say, uh, Robbie, I'm struggling with this and I don't have my dad anymore. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm seeing that promise come out that, you know, I get to you know, the Lord's blessed me to be there and say, well, I know your dad, and this is kind of where he would have been on that, you know, kind of thing. And, and part of that, as you, you know, talk through that verse, was the promise of more persecution. Yeah. Right, and that's the part that we don't want to try to remember. Because <laughs> no one <laughs> wants that, but, you know, how does life quit coming at you? Oh, no. You know, Robbie, I mean, is it, <laughs> is it easier the next day always? You know, there's always a hope that the next day will be easier, but sometimes you just get hit again. You know, and it's hard when the enemy's right there chomping in your ear to say you don't matter or it's never going to work out for you. Because, you know, there's probably some element of truth to it. You didn't matter to somebody. And so he tries to make that be that you didn't matter to God. Right? Or this didn't work out for you this time, so it never works out for you. And so when he can get you to buy into those always, those nevers, those types of things, you're in the midst of an agreement. You're in the midst of a place where the enemy is giving you food that you're feeding him back. I know that doesn't make sense, but he's he's talking in your ear and you're feeding that part inside you that just continues to grow and consume you and choke out the life that you really long for. If you get sucked into the drama, you're going to miss out on God's reward and, and having faith and trust in him. And that's why the truth is so critical to our survival in this battle. That you know, it's that that will set you free. It's that, you know, Jesus is the truth. So believing a lie is the exact opposite of faith. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it tears down the kingdom. It, it can't build it up, even if you're believing that lie against yourself. And if you don't head towards Jesus, you can never get to the Father. Right. Because he is the way. The truth. Right. And the life. Yeah. You know, in recently I've had struggles at work where, a lot of things come at me and they're very dramatic and people get very dramatic and they're passionate about their points. And I'm finding more and more that I don't have to pick a side because the side I pick is spiritual. I need to stop and, and let, let the drama play out, but not buy into it. And then I don't lose that joy inside. I don't lose that hope because every time I get sucked into the drama and I start taking a stand on something that's not that important, and not that things at work aren't important, but you know the drama. If I don't, if I don't fall into the drama, then I haven't lost that joy. And that, to me, is critical in my relationship to God because the more joy I can hold on to, the more I see Him for who He really is. 
and I don't I don't think there's any one of us out there that would say, "Wow, I wished I would have turned to God instead of reacting yeah. <laughs> in that situation." Because I think if I would have turned to God, my reaction my reaction would have been much different. But instead, I fed the other guy. Yeah. Right, and it didn't work out so well. It rarely does. Even if you're right, you can be right and completely lose. All right, it's not about being right or wrong. A lot of times, it's about how you love on one another and what you're doing to feed what's inside of you. Are you growing that Holy Spirit within you? Are you trusting the Holy Spirit to lead you? Or are you following the way of the world? And the other part of the equation that is an absolute joy is to look out and think, wow, who in my circle of friends or whatever may have lost a loved one this year, um, lost a son, a daughter, oh, how horrific, or you know, a spouse or a son, you know, whatever the situation may be and, and pray about how can I, um, reach out to them so that, you know, they feel, um, something from God this, this Christmas. Yeah. And it's not only someone's died, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about that spouse could be away on a military leave. It could be a divorce situation. There could be lots of things where that person finds himself alone. And so don't limit yourself to just this one area, just ask God to say, to bring up in you people that you're wanting me to love. In this season, who do you want me to love, God? Who do you uniquely have for me? You know, there's, um, I lost my mother several years ago and we had, you know, a very strong relationship, uh, oftentimes bad, oftentimes good, but there's a woman, Diane Brown, has come into my life and she's so many different things, but in a way she's a mother. She gives me a hug and she gives me encouragement exactly what I need at that time and it's I go looking for because well she's a greeter like Walmart she's not a greeter for Walmart but she's better than that so if you're out there and you're feeling like you know what I'm really alone you know we're sorry and so is God God's there's waiting God is there waiting on you wanting to take you more to that place of life this year to help you find somebody to love on and in return you'll receive his love so don't just sit there and feed the wrong thing feed truth feed life, and find Jesus in the midst of it. Thanks for listening.